There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. After the week we all just had. I can't think of a better place for you to be than where you are right now listening to Welcome Last Stoppers to the Last Pod on the Right. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And uh, you know it, Mikey, you know it's a big week when uh, the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris can nearly burn to the ground. And yeah. that is not the number one story of the week. Nope, you're right. You know, that's a, you know it's been a big week when that is the case. A uh, lot of stuff to go through today here at the last pod on the right. As always, you can find me. Check out social media when you get a chance. I'm on Twitter at Bennett Truth. That's two E's, two N's, three T's. Not all in a row. Uh, you, you're still doing your Twitter. I'm not doing Twitter thing. You're still doing it. All right. So Mikey what, is what, Mikey you, is now. Were ref- you talking to me? Were you just no, refusing, I, I, no, dude? No. I, you're just. It's like you're walking around with a sign on that says "I'm old." Because <laughs> now I know you're uh, just staying see, off see. it. Because it's it's the newfangled I, technology. I already told you I'm the grumpy old man. Today. I, I, you're the grumpy <laughs> it's old been man. A long it, day. It's every day. That's not. <laughs> well, that's yeah, true. You're like, oh, today's different. And no, it's not. You're not even wearing a different shirt. I've seen you in that shirt like four times in the last week and a half. <laughs> so not only is are you not being different today, you don't even look different today. Uh, don't even start with me. <laughs> Mikey is not on Twitter because Mikey is old and he doesn't want to have to admit it. So he... But you all over to Facebook, though. Don't rag on my T-shirt. But you all over to damn Facebook. Uh, yes. Anyway, I'm on Twitter. There is a last stop on the right Facebook uh, group that you can join. I'm there. And uh, you can track him down. If you want to find a new way to be told to get the hell off somebody's lawn, go to Mike's page. Get the hell off my lawn. It Let's is, go. It, it's in, you're inventively. You're not just old. You're inventively old. Because you're like, no, I'm not old. And then like, <laughs> and you come up with a new way to just demonstrate your oldness. <laughs> We're on social media. You want to listen to crap like this, come visit our social media pages. Stopontheright.com is always up for you if you want to just check out the site. I also want to welcome those of you who are last stoppers via KLRN Radio. Yes. Cool to be part of that network. Absolutely. It's sitting here and, and, you know, they had to fill a, they had to fill a slot. Like, oh, we gotta pad the schedule. These dummies, they won't leave. So just put a put a mic on them put and them see on. what happens. Let's go. You know what's the worst thing that can happen? Like I don't know. Actually, I don't think you want to leave that to us. No, no, no. You really don't. You really don't. That's not a game. Of, that's not a game of chance that I think is a is a smart one to play. <laughs> the uh, the story of the week at the beginning of the week, Michael. Yes. Was of course the the fire at the Cathedral of Notre Dame yes. in Paris. Uh, what an odd way that everybody came back from that, or everybody reacted to it in such a. It, there wasn't. First of all, the conspiracy theories got out of control fairly quickly. Oh, absolutely. The fairly quickly, and and then it became obviously there were little religious debates because irreligious people. And I'm not I'm not pointing at you know 
Muslims, and we'll get to them in regards to the story in a moment. Right. When I say this, with irreligious people, you know, like the aggressive atheist types. Right. We're out there like, ha ha, or, you know, screw it, let it burn. And then when people started saying, you know, there's a massive fundraising effort to... Oh yeah, to, they got to fix billions it. now. Uh, and and you got the irreligious types who are out there saying that's a waste of money. And uh, and and that I guess the 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 thing that made me saddest, other than some of the just dumbass conspiracy theories that I heard, uh, was the. I don't know, maybe the, the the chest thumping. It was almost like they were spiking the ball. Like, ha ha! Now that it's burned, just let it, you know use that for space right. for something, you know, more valuable. And I'm like, what the hell? <sighs> I understand if you are again one of these aggressively non-Christian types, aggressively irre- again irreligious, because yeah. these are the guys making the most noise. And you could say I object to what it stands for, or whatever. Or you hate Catholics, fine, but. You can't deny that a building which has stood as uh, a central place in one of the world's great religions, like it or not. Right. I mean, there are more than a billion people on the planet who identify themselves as Christian. A fairly sizable percentage of them are Roman Catholic. Right. And even those who are not would recognize, I think, that that cathedral is a meaningful building in terms of not just its place in religion, but its place in religious history and just history. Yeah, I mean, probably second to the Vatican. And yeah, I mean, I mean say that is one of the places. You know, you go. And there are a few, like like Islam has a few, right? Like uh, like Judaism has a couple. Um, that it's it's not just all in one place. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 you're talking about one of the world's great icons Mm -hmm. and built at a time when anything that big of course was going to be religiously inspired right because every large building prior to the invention of skyscrapers if it was constructed was in all likelihood being constructed either because the king was going to live there or it was religious in nature right so and again, you're talking about 900. Some of the, the timbers in the forest, that lattice section in there, mm. that you could see. Right. You could look at them. Were, hand, were milled in, in the 1160s. Yeah. That's irreplaceable. It, and I was having a conversation with somebody about this, and, and they were, it's still, from a historical standpoint, is a tremendous loss. Man. It's meaning and it's weight with humanity, love it or not, but you can't overstate it. Right. This is uh, as profound a loss as if the Smithsonian burned. Yeah, it's history. I mean, I mean it is total history, yeah, and 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 not replaceable. No, I, I did notice. I noticed that the crown. They have a piece of the crown of thorns there, right? And it survived. It, it did survive. And I'm like, well, you don't have to believe this, and I'm not. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't think any less of you if you didn't believe it. But it strikes me that things like that don't seem very likely. Right. You know, right. that the crown of thorns survives an inferno like that. I mean, a 2,000-year-old well, piece of it, dried up wood. I feel like you could attribute some divine inspiration to what happened. Right. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm saying that. On the other side of it, I did, and I was heartened by the uh, the return of people's charitable sense, that even people who aren't necessarily Catholics not only recognize that it is, in fact, a loss, right, but that it also deserves... You know, that there is nothing wrong with a, a fundraising effort. It doesn't just have to be, okay, well, the Catholic Church has got a bunch of money. They can rebuild it. It's, right. And I'm like, that's not how that works. No, it's not. <laughs> if if somebody has $100 million and they donated that to 
the fund to restore Notre Dame, that doesn't mean that they are denying $100 million to some kid. No, it's, it's not like it's a, that. No. I, have, I was disappointed in a few people whom I know to be on the right side of the political spectrum mm-hmm. who n- almost needed this to be an act of terrorism. And that was, how, oh, you know, yeah. there have been other vandal, uh, vandalization issues at Catholic and Christian churches throughout France, and there has been a pattern of that. And I'm not denying that that happened. But they're saying, okay, that's been happening, and this happened, and it seems weird, and I don't buy it. And, uh, you know, I saw a couple of people say, you're telling me this thing caught fire by accident during Holy Week, really? You don't think that's terrorism? And I'm like, I'm not saying it isn't. No. I'm saying I have seen absolutely nothing. No. Yet, to indicate to me that this was anything other than a dumbass accident. Yeah. I, in a building I, that's really, really old and probably not as, I mean, we're not talking about state-of-the-art uh, fire. Not, not, yeah, know. not up to fire code. <laughs> um, but beyond that, ISIS and the rest of the Islamo-fascists, they take credit yeah. for anything they think they can get away with taking credit for. We, we did it. I mean, if seriously, but like a nine car pileup uh, on the Eisenhower freeway somewhere. And, <laughs> we did it. And uh, a couple people die, and, and you know, it could have been so ISIS would be like, "Oh, that was us. Yeah, we did we, it. We very much. It was fatwa. We 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 wanted that to happen. You know, it's so if they had somebody in ISIS had pulled off." setting fire to one of Christendom's great icons. They would have been out there on Al Jazeera. Oh, we, we got you, bastard Christian. Oh, you crusaders, you felt the touch of Allah's sword today. Exactly. They would have been all You're over right. it. You're right. And uh, nothing. Nope. Also, let's be honest about ISIS. They've been getting the crap kicked out of them for a while. Yeah, they're, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm just saying the bench is probably getting a little thin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, it is a, they have, it's, terrorism is a kind of a finite career choice. In general. <laughs> yeah. If you do something incredibly spectacular, it's it seems great, but then you realize that when the entire, for example, 9-11, I'm sure Al-Qaeda thought that they were striking a great blow and this would set off the worldwide jihad and Islam would dominate the world. And instead, they got the living crap kicked out of them for <laughs> the next, well, now we're closing in on, on 15, we're passing 15 years. Right. Um, ISIS is already down to the, well down the JV roster at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, that's not what they yeah. want. Having people on, I, nominally, I guess, we're more libertarian, but nominally our side, the right side of the political spectrum, demonstrated an almost visceral need for this to be Islamic terrorism. Yeah, and and just, I was disappointed. Uh, I'm like, look, you're, you're, this is the kind of logic that the global warmists use. They say, well, this is happening at the same time that this is happening, therefore this was caused by this. I'm like, that's coincidence, that's not causality. Right. And it's the same thing. Uh, fire at Notre Dame during Holy Week is Islamofascism is has threatened to dominate the world. So it must they must be connected. And I'm like that. Nah, that's not not how that works. You're not making the case. That's uh, it, it's what the global warmists do. It's what the gun grabbers do. Yep. They come out and they say, well, there are guns. They are used in crime. Therefore, guns cause crime. And of course, we know that's not the case. Right. But it's that same logic. So it was. And and of course, all of that fades behind. The Mueller report, which was just a nuclear yep. bomb in the news cycle. Yep. So if you tune in the last pod on the right, how pissed off the liberals are at, at Attorney General Barr. Right. I'm like, you know, we need to, there's perspective that needs to be maintained. And from time to time, 
thanks very much to almost everybody in the media. It, it, we and the American propensity to have a very short attention span. You know. What? Exactly. Were you talking to me? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. All right, before, I know we got rapid fire coming up. We do got rapid uh, fire. We got rapid fire coming up, and then we're going to get to the wire, which is, of course, our week in review here at the last pod on the right. Whether you're with us on uh, through the last stop on the right or you're with us on KLRN Radio, we're going to give you a moment here. We want to give you kids a moment here at the last pod. Take a break. Run to the kitchen. Okay. Oh, oh it's going to be audience Whoa, participation. I, I love it. We've been doing this, and now it's a thing. Like Even my mom has noticed that we're doing this now. Oh, I hope she participates. So, I can tell you right now, my mother is not <laughs> okay. having a pod beer. Okay. Kids, run to the uh, the fridge, wherever you're going to go. If you're near one, grab one. Uh, grab you a cold one. It's pod beer time at the last pod. It is pod beer So time. we're going to do this right now. Ready? Three, two, one, and pod beer. And I, you know, I even, I even had a, a, a Guinness St. Patrick's Day. Okay, that to it, me. It was awful. Mad respect. I forgot. Mad respect, but that is beer-flavored pudding is what that is. <laughs> I, oh. I forgot. It's like, it's like that Dennis Leary, but it's like, oh, it got, practically got leaves on twigs floored in it. That's Scotsman's beer. <laughs> it's for thick neck guys named Gunther. <laughs> All right. This week, uh, the Mueller investigation did, in fact, the, dominate the news cycle to uh, an unprecedented expen- the, the extent. The obvious story. Over the last the couple obvious. of times. Uh, a couple of years anyway so uh for, you know for we're gonna have a bunch of that coming up in the wire it's just to prepare you in advance that like we're gonna get to some other stuff there's campaign trail news that we want to talk about um we've got uh we got some other news out there that we're gonna get into but before we get to all of that for those of you who are new to the last pod on the right mikey's gonna pick a topic i don't know what the topic is yet uh, this is where we all cross our fingers and uh, it's going to potentially not. I, God, don't get too weird, though. Like, don't. Uh, and yeah, and then I cool. get I get about sixty seconds well, to riff on it off the top of my head. And it's, so far, it hasn't been a complete disaster. No, and it's not. You're not having to come up with like a song title. Well, or we, anything we, this know, time we, we had a couple where we got fairly close to the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing that like the FCC was going to show up at the house or whatever. Not yet. Uh, day ain't over yet. Yeah, no. but Mikey. How about some rapid fire? Okay, the Mueller report. The Mueller report. All right, report. so you got that in your head, right? Yeah, well, All right. hard All right. to miss. All right, well, you know, they failed to bag the president. The Democrats uh, trying to Statement save... Of fact. Yep, trying to save face by claiming the redactions in the re, uh, in the whole report hide the hide crimes was and it, misdemeanors. Was they that believe the old report? Did the you say... Whole, no, the whole report. The redactions in the old report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that old report down uh, there. Come on. Uh, they, they, uh, they, <laughs> they claim that the, uh, the crimes and the misdemeanors they believe Trump has committed, okay, in that report. Are being they, hidden. Are being hidden by the redaction, redaction all right? Uh, all right in now, the old report. Now, while that's probably uh, desperation talking, and it is uh, reasonable mm. to wonder what's under the those black bars, right? Come up with oh god redaction information from the Mueller report. Oh, so I got like what was in the Mueller report what's up, that we what's, have not what seen. Get, what got scratched out with the sharpie? Yeah, so what? What's under the black bar? <laughs> so what's mm. under the black? You know, it's surprising that you asked that, Mike. Now they just because you know here at the last stop on the right dot com. We have unprecedented access to information that nobody else sees. This is true. As we've demonstrated in the past. Yes. <laughs> many, many times. Yes, we do. I, 
can't think of any off the top of my head, but they have taken place. <laughs> we you know, we get it when there's the story behind the story, and then there's the story behind the story behind the story, and that's where we be that's here. Where we come in. So if you were the last pod on the right, cheap pop for KLRN Radio. What's up, Rick and the gang? Just putting that in there. That works. Um, we know <laughs> stuff that you don't know is what happens. That's it. So we saw the whole thing. I mean, we I knew instinctively just osmotically gleaned it from the uh, atmosphere of facts that are out <laughs> there. <Osmotically laughs> I'm psychically capable of knowing what. <laughs> <laughs> so I know here is, uh, and this is not by any means a comprehensive list, but things that were in the Mueller report that were redacted. Um, and you'd be surprised by some of them. Adam Schiff was in there. Congressman Adam Schiff. Chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, mm-hmm. you know the guy made leading the charge uh, uh, for the Democrats to try and make the Mueller report into something. He's in there, right? It turns out that he's—you'd be surprised to learn it. Adam Schiff is actually two midgets in a human suit. <laughs> <laughs> Just one's riding on the other one's shoulders, looking through the the buttons. Left, left, Murray. I said left. Uh, he's not the only Democrat uh, congressman that is in the Mueller report, by the way. Really? Some, uh, there is some surprising information about people that you wouldn't think the Russians would be that interested. Eric Swalwell. <laughs> really? You know, Nuke boy Swal- Swalwell himself. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. Information about him. Really? We knew that he was a furry. We right, already right, knew. Everybody right. already knew that he likes to dress up like a fluffy animal. <laughs> that, that was well known. What we didn't know until, and now you know because I got it from the secret access to the Mueller report that only at the last pod we have. When he goes to FurryCon, he likes to use the alias Fluffernutter. <laughs> Fluffernutter. He will not respond to anybody unless they acknowledge that he's a fluffy bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Little known facts. Little known. Redacted information in that the Mueller it. report. When Beto O'Rourke goes to FurryCon, he will only respond if he is addressed as Fluffernutter. Fluffernutter. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) international trips while hillary clinton was secretary of state Mm -hmm. got very complicated another thing in the Mueller report that was redacted you did not know this i am sharing this with you now um it got very difficult because they had to coordinate her flights with the flying monkeys I'm sorry, Madam Secretary, but they won't fit in the overhead compartment because that's well, and then, you know they couldn't do that because that's where they keep Stephanopoulos. <laughs> he thinks he's, he's so small; he thinks he's in first class. The whole he time. stands in there, <laughs> and the bathroom is out because that's where she keeps the server. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> where are we going to put the monkey? <laughs> uh, also, um, we did learn the truth about one of Hillary's famous stories. Uh-oh. You know the the sniper fire in Sarajevo story. Oh, oh yeah, where she supposedly dodged sniper fire, and then mm-hmm. then had we had found out later, and of course that never happened. But actually, what happened is the snipers tried to get her at that airport, but the bullets threw themselves into the ground rather than make contact with her. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the bullets deliberately missed at the last. No, no, not even I deserve a fate like this. <laughs> it's just mean. Um, yes, we did learn some things about Trump that that you know that are redacted that you're only hearing about for the first time here because we at the last pod we have this information. So things that were redacted among them, 
the White House staff had to tell President Trump he couldn't use the exterior of the building for banner ads for his hotels. <laughs> well, you can't do because he wanted to put up. That, you can't right. do that. No, you can't do that. And uh, also uh, had to quash his plans to open a casino in the basement. <laughs> well, as far as we know, <laughs> you know, he wanted to put the press corps outside. And that I would have been behind. Well, like, we, yeah. <laughs> I'll sit out there. <laughs> we got a nice table for you set up outdoors. <laughs> um, the Steele dossier that touched off so much of this whole uh, Russian collusion thing that ended up being fake, um, prepared originally, supposedly, by ex-British spy Chris Steele. And, uh, right. and, and of course, BuzzFeed basically killed themselves because they went out and took that steel dossier, put it out there and said, this is true. It turned out to not be. Right. Um, but uh, actually, it was never intended to be a source of intelligence. It was a rough draft of a novel. And he didn't have the heart to tell the kids at BuzzFeed that they, it was made up. <laughs> Like, oh, sad. Mm-hmm. Just gonna let him run with it. it Had is? Fabio on the cover. And <laughs> How did you not know this was fake with Fabio on the cover? <laughs> hair blowing in the wind. His hair was so magnificent, we just lost sight of what was happening. Um, also, we learned some things about the uh, the run up to the 2016 election in the uh, things that were redacted in the Mueller report category today. <laughs> and I'm, I'm making stuff up as quickly as I can. <laughs> uh, but we learned, we learned that Loretta Lynch cut short her, that famous meeting on the tarmac in Phoenix, when right. she got on Bill Clinton's plane and they supposedly talked about grandkids and golf. And mm-hmm. uh, she uh, actually, that was what they talked about. It turns out that that was true. They really did just talk about grandkids and golf. Really? Yeah. And, uh, but she had to get off. She cut the meeting short because Bill Clinton started wanting to tell her about all the holes in one he's had in his life. Ah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this one time. It's like a, <laughs> I could get a hole in one with you. Can I, can I tell you about that time I got a hole? The scientific name for uh, this was interesting. There was science in the Mueller report really? that's, that's been redacted among the things that were redacted. Uh, a scientific fact that we had that I had not known before that uh, there is an actual name on the spectrum for the color of Trump's skin. <laughs> really? Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, let this be a reminder to you. Stay stay off drugs. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Just uh Supreme Court information in there as well. Really? Yeah, there was a there there is an item in the Mueller report that was redacted that was about uh, um, Justice Ginsburg. She actually died in 2013. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody, nobody told that's her. A, that's a mummy. And, no, and nobody's figured. Uh, she looks it. She's just as animated as she would normally be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Bernie Sanders, obviously. You knew he was going to show up in the right, redacted right. portions of the Mueller report. Right. He used to vacation in Russia right. back in the old days, pre-1990. He'd go over there and hang out with the rest of the communists. True story. But uh, actually, it turns out he's not even Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is actually Bernie Sanditsky. Really? He's a deactivated Soviet agent. (laughs) When the wall fell, when the communism fell in Russia and the new government took over, they refused to take him back. (laughs) Nyet! Nyet! We are not taking Bernie back! Bernie is bad person. (laughs) You got him, you stuck with him now. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, one other quick note um, 
couple other things, actually. Bill Clinton in there in more than one place, as you can well imagine. Really? Yep. Uh, turns out every hooker in Moscow can accurately describe Bill Clinton's junk. <laughs> I'm sure. Now we, now we know. Now you know. <laughs> I've never been with a Russian hooker. <laughs> Oh, Svetlana was kind of a special girl, though. <laughs> that was Ludmilla, Mr. President. They all look the same to me. Yeah. Beauty's only a light switch away. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I stayed with Hillary all these years? <laughs> uh, and one other congressperson actually made it into the Mueller report. <laughs> do you need a moment? <laughs> no, I'm good. Go <laughs> I pod beer while Mike, my Mikey gets his marbles back together. <laughs> the light switch. <laughs> Today's rapid fire. <laughs> Things that were redacted for the Mueller report. I got them for you because we got that kind of information here. Um, Ilhan Omar is, uh, she is in the Mueller report. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> You're barely hanging on over there, man. <laughs> uh, but she's, she's in there. Turns out the story about her ma- marrying her brother are not true. They're not true. <laughs> well, that is good. She is. She did not marry her brother. It's like a load off your mind, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> now you're going to be fine. Yes. Now you can go on with your day. Uh, now he's, he's her half brother. <laughs> And her uncle. <laughs> oh, my God. And that, my friends, is the wrap of fire. We better get away from this before somebody drops light, by with a 12-gauge. Light switch away. <laughs> this is the last pod on the right uh, here at the last stop on the right.com. And um, oh, we want to get into the wire here. we got some stuff to talk about. Got to look at the week in review, Michael. Um, <laughs> let's go to it, man. Let's let's check that wire. All right, Mueller report. Yeah. Well, right. gonna you're gonna have to let's, with it. let's let's just keep going with it. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, is uh, is this the vindication the Democrats are trying to frame it as, or victory for the president and his supporters? What do you think? Uh, definitely not the former. You know, like oh no, this this vindicates <laughs> well, this proves that bibbity bobbity boo and the president did this and and the president obstructed justice and all this other stuff and it absolutely says none of that. And if you, I mean, you have to know uh, that it's, it's the, the Mueller report is a disaster. Not just because this is the end of, of their entire narrative right. from the day Trump won the election to now. Right. Uh, but it's, it, it also exposes the fact that they didn't have a plan B because they wouldn't be this desperate if they had something they could pivot to. Right. Whether it was the Mueller report or something else, if you're trying this hard to reframe it in a way that sounds complimentary, then you know, I mean, obviously they don't say what you wanted them to. Right. Because if it was, if the Mueller report had in any way said he did this thing that you can get him for. Right. Then they would be saying, it says this. Right. Instead, they're saying it's contextual. And you have to understand, we're going to interpret these report findings for you so that you know that if they were going to get him, they'd have him. Right. I mean, and among other things, Mueller, $40 million, two and a half years, Mm -hmm. and his reputation. Yeah. Uh, If he could have gotten Trump on an unpaid parking ticket, he would have done it. Right. And he didn't. And he oversaw the redactions. So there's nothing in there that could be super actionable. Right, right. um, That just got passed over because it's redacted. Because he read that if if it was actionable, he would have acted. Right. So 
I would say it is not only is it not vindication for the Democrats, it's definitely vindication for the president because he's not, you know, they could talk impeachment all day. He is, he's clear of it now and they're still yelling, but this is, it was a disaster for them and, and a vic- it is a victory. It's a, it's a, you're right. It's a victory for the president. Yep. Whether you like him or not, it's a win. Right. It's, I would say it's a win. I agree. Hey, uh, you know, some Democrats oh, are... I'm glad to have your agreement. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some Democrats are uh, saying Attorney General Barr mishandled the release of the Mueller report, even going so far to, as to uh, suggest he should either step down or be forced out of office. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> Did Barr fumble the release, or and if so, what consequ- consequences should he face? What do you think he? I mean, it, first of all, those who are calling for his resignation or termination are people like Swalwell. So I mean, that's just they're going to get some people on the far left. You're just going to say, well, this didn't go we wanted the way we wanted, so everybody involved should just be fired, impeached, whatever. Barr is not going to step down. Right, he is no. definitely not going to. Um, if anything, I would say that he actually secured his job for as long as anybody can have a job secured in the Trump administration. And we'd be honest. And I know the MAGA people can get upset when I do this, but it's not all wine and roses in there. Working for the president is clearly um, a tenuous existence. Right. I mean, he basically, he runs his administration like he ran that game show. You screw up, you're gone. Barr in doing this coming out and saying, this is my report. Mueller prepared it, but it's mine. This is the Justice Department. This is the Trump administration. Right? This report reflects the findings of the federal government under the auspices of the Attorney General of the United States, me. Right. Our boy P. Hutt, one of the one of the original, the, one of the last stop on the right OGs. Right. Uh, pointed out the other day, you know, the Attorney General s- serves at the pleasure of the okay. United of the President of the United States of yep. America, not. You know, some douchebag congressman from California. Right. And this wasn't just Barr saying, you know, we're taking ownership of the whole process and, and it, this is the what it this is what you got. This is it. This was Barr slamming the door, basically saying you're you're you can whine all you want and do whatever congressional nonsense you want. But as far as the Justice Department is concerned, this is now over. This shit over. I feel bad. I, I feel bad for I feel bad for Mueller, though. <laughs> Mueller, Mueller. I feel bad for Mueller. <laughs> I, I do because that's in order for them to, in order for the left to keep this narrative alive, then there has to have been the redactions have to be hiding proof that Trump should go. Mueller oversaw the redactions. He, right, right. he signed he off on he, them. Yeah. So after two and a half years of saying Mueller is this white knight, the Galahad that's going to come and save the Republic from the evil Donald Trump, Mueller was an integral part of this, of what they're getting. Uh, yeah. So that has that means Mueller has to go from riding up front to riding, you know, under the bus. Right. Because they don't care that this obviates the last two and a half years of narrative for them. Because in, in order to keep this zombie narrative walking, <laughs> right. that there was collusion, obstruction, whatever, in order to keep it alive, they now have to say everything up until now was garbage. Right. Because now that means Mueller has to be garbage. Yep. But they said Mueller was the hero. So that means they've been wrong for two and a half years. Yep. Hey, well, you know, led by uh, CNN, MSNBC, and the New York Times. Yeah, well, aren't they always the leaders? <laughs> media outlets are insisting First that the. First lemmings over the cliff. <laughs> you know, all the media outlets are uh, insisting that the Mueller report confirms that they produced outstanding reporting on the topic throughout its run and should be congratulated on their high level 
civil journalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was hard to swallow. <laughs> uh, let me, well, let me ask you: Did right. the uh, did the media's work during this saga cover themselves in excellent or excrement? Excellence or excrement? Nice. That was nice. Thank you. Definitely. Well, I just ha ha funny. Definitely be. I mean, yeah, excrement. Let's let's be honest, kids. The de- the media, the Democrat media complex, absolutely shit the bed. <laughs> covered themselves. In I, crap. It, they are covered in poo. It's there, <laughs> and, and they've been a bunch of them out there since it's Stelter from CNN. Oh, we've we we did it in Haberman from the New York Times. This proves that the overwhelming majority of the media's reporting on this story was absolutely correct, and and we're all looking at them going. <laughs> What? I, I, have you lost your bloody minds? What CNN is having trouble being beating the Food Channel? <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm there yeah. to say that they covered themselves in excrement. I would go so far as to say they dove into a pool of sewage. I mean, it's an ocean of horror for these people, but they did it themselves, and their refusal even now to come out and say, "Okay, we we." I mean, even John Brennan has acknowledged he got bad information. And that dude was fully invested in the Trump collusion narrative. And even he, I mean, a guy like that comes out and says, I got it wrong. You're waiting for CNN and these guys to say, okay, we got it wrong. But it said they're actually out there in the, in the aftermath saying, look at what a great job we did. <laughs> and if they weren't such smug little assholes, I'd be tempted to feel bad for them. But it's almost Orwellian if you think about it. It's like our coverage of the Mueller, our, the coverage of the Mueller report's been excellent. CNN's continuing coverage of the Mueller Report release has been brought to you by the Ministry of Truth. Reminding you, we are at war with East Asia. We have always been at war with East Asia. And now back to you. I mean, it's that that kind of bad. (laughs) Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, The Democrats, you know, they appear to be splitting on what to do next. True. All right, many uh, led by junior members like anti-Semitic re- uh, representative Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib Burrito. Uh, they are demanding impeachment. Senior players like uh, Steny Hoyer are uh, uh, demurring and outright dismissing the move. Uh, what do you think their follow-up should be? What, between impeachment or not impeachment? <laughs> what, what, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, you know what? If I'm a deb- it, nah. Being me and, and having... You know, obviously, the smart move is we're just not, it's not on the table. We're not going to try. But I hope, as a conservative, I hope they try to impeach him. Because when they get to next November, and that's what they followed this Mueller nonsense with, it's going to be Reagan versus Mondale in 84. You'll end up with, I don't know, Harris O'Rourke or some godforsaken just clown show ticket and they'll get absolutely stomped (laughs) you're running against the guy while demanding he be impeached and which is it you know Mm. also they i don't think they can afford to spend that kind of time and or resources on both efforts no you're going to impeach him or you're going to beat him at the polls right because i don't know if they don't have and he is raising stupid money right now right i mean he's killing it um so i doubt they may not have thought of this yet. The younger ones that all want him, like Tlaib, who want him to go, they don't think about it because they don't think about anything. They just, they all, everything's from emotion for them. Right. Like, what do I feel right? What am I angry about right now? But we should act on that. I don't know from a fiscal perspective if the Democrats can bring in enough cash to sustain the media onslaught over impeachment that, that would be required and 
a presidential campaign. No, nope. that's a hell of a that would be a hell of a thing. That to do. would be. But, all right, uh, you know what? A lot of other stuff going yeah, on. I was gonna say, you know what? I'm right, done right. with the Mueller report. Okay, bye bye right. Mueller report. Let's go to the campaign trail. All right. Where the hell's Joe Biden? That's a fell. That's a hell of a question. <laughs> what What was the latest that it, like he's gonna he's getting ready to embrace the idea maybe next week? I'm starting to wonder if maybe he's changed his mind I, and doesn't want to say so because it's like every week. Next week it's gonna be next week. It's yep. gonna be next week. I'm starting to wonder if maybe uh, um, he hasn't missed his chance. I, I think he may have missed a window here. Uh, he's still polling ahead of the others, but that doesn't require that much. <laughs> no, it I mean, doesn't. Let's be honest. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, you're right. Biden's absence is absolutely noticeable. Hey, Bernie Sanders, multimillionaire, right? Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, Vermont communist informed a uh, Fox News audience at a town hall. Credit to him, by the way, for showing up with Fox News. Get, yes, he did. Because the other guys won't do it. Nope. Uh, that his success is not a result of capitalism and that went on to say that uh, his plan for socialized medicine will require everyone to pay a great deal more in taxes. Did that kill him? For the nomination, again, if Biden doesn't get in, Bernie becomes the overwhelming favorite. His base will not abandon. They got a problem with Bernie. From a presidential perspective, absolutely saying stuff like that will kill you. Because, you know, if you manage to get the nomination, you go into the general election telling people, I got rich, but screw you. (laughs) Right. And uh, not only am I going to make, not only am I not going to acknowledge that it's possible for you to get rich, uh, I'm going to make it impossible. I mean, that's not right, but they've got a real problem with him because uh, um, there he is. He's ancient and we joke about it, but Bernie Sanders is really old and he comes off as really Really old. old. (laughs) You know, it's, it's like, ah, he's kids today. I mean, a dude is like, I mean, it's, if he came out with an ear trumpet, I wouldn't be shocked. (laughs) Like, oh, that makes sense. You know, trouble hearing the batteries weren't, he's a problem because his base will not abandon him. Right. So whoever wins and you look at the other guys that are available and it's not, you don't have an overwhelming personality. You don't have somebody like Trump did with the Republicans who can essentially dominate the field through sheer force of will and personality. Right. You remember about this time during the 2016 election, no, very few people could honestly say they thought Trump was a favorite to win. Right. And he's, he took control of it through force of will and personality. There is nobody on the Democrat side, I mean, but a judge who is in the spotlight right now because he's the hip new flavor, but that doesn't last long. And there's like 22 of these people. Oh yeah. I mean, when was the last time you even heard something of significance from Elizabeth Warren? It's been a couple of weeks. She hasn't stopped running. It's just, she's not the flavor of the month. Right. So Buttigieg comes up now. He's cute. He's attractive. He's, he fits a lot of the, he checks a lot of the boxes backlash has already started though um because he's uh you know he's a he's gay but he's white right so that's already started to turn against him he could be overeducated because you know liberals will tear everything apart right so he can't get past it swalwell is just a buffoon right i'm not convinced that swalwell isn't doing this just to fill up his coffers for another congressional run because this he yeah. is you can't tell people you're going to use nuclear weapons against them and think they're going to, oh, you know what? He did threaten to nuke my house, but he seems like he's really come around on that. <laughs> so I'm going to vote for him this fall. I mean, it's not something, you know, and then the rest of them are, are just sort of right now they're in the holding pattern. Cory Booker raised a couple of eyebrows last week when he was like, uh, hey, you know, we do have a crisis at the border because that's not that. And he's trying to separate himself from the pack by doing that. Right. Um, but there's nobody out there. None of those guys have... 
what, with a field this big, a personality big enough, confidence in themselves big enough to dominate through force of will. Nope. Like Trump could. Um, and Trump was up against a much more impressive group of people than the Democrat nominee field right now. Right, right. I mean, you know, you don't have to like Carly Fiorina to say that she is not a, I mean, that's not a dull knife. Right. And she got buried. But the, the Democrats, their, their top guy in terms of, I guess, intellect is, is Buttigieg. But in just in terms of academic, I mean, acumen, he's not stupid. Right. Um, but some of these people are, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent that maybe Swalwell's not a little touched. <laughs> I just, I'm not saying, but I, I, sometimes I get the sense with touched. some of the stuff he says publicly that, uh, you know, the new one where he's going to, we're going to do a buyback. I'm going to, I'm going to force Americans to sell back their privately owned firearms. Like, right. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. I'm not going to take the check and you're not going to take my guns. And then we're going to nuke them. Or the new thing is now, well, if they refuse, we'll put them in prison. Like, <laughs> you're going to imprison people for, over the Bill of Rights. Yep. And you think this is going to sell house. So I'm not 100% that all of Swalwell's dogs are barking. <laughs> it may be a problem. And, and the rest of them right now, you know, it's they're fading. And part of the problem is, um, you know, because you've got people like, Chiquita Khrushchev, you know, AOC, Tlaib, and Omar dominating headspace. Right. You know, you go from uh, the Mueller report to Pelosi dropping, trying to drop the hammer on AOC and saying, you know, you're, I could put, you could run a glass of water in that district uh, with a D next to it and it would win. <laughs> and Pelosi's saying that about AOC. She's trying to put it back in line. Right. That kind of thing. So then you look back at the field and you say, um, how much damage did Bernie do to himself by saying you're going to have to pay a lot more in taxes? Um, in a general election, quite a bit. In uh, the in the Democrat primary process, not that much. Yeah, yeah. But even if he's killing himself, you're never going to get that 25% that loves him. Right. And will no matter what he does. Right. You're not going to pry that loose. And because the rest of the field lacks the personality to separate themselves in a meaningful way like Trump could do with the Republicans. Uh, or at the very least, enough, if that they can't dominate the rest of the field, at least rise above the other headlines. I mean, you have, how many times have you heard of, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm trying to, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She's running for president as a Democrat. She is not an unimpressive woman. Who? I mean, she is a decorated <laughs> combat veteran. She is not an unimpressive woman. She is not an unimpressive human. You've never even thought of her as a candidate. Because not only is she in this massive pool, which is from a personality perspective dominated right now by Bernie Sanders right. and maybe Joe Biden or maybe not, but you can't even, she can't get her presidential campaign. Elizabeth Warren can't get her presidential campaign to hit the news ahead of whatever insane thing AOC said or whatever, whatever latest anti-Semitic trope Omar said or whichever terrorist Tlaib was just photographed with. Right. So their problems go well beyond Bernie. Oh, yeah. But uh, seriously, their own party is killing them from the end. This uh, has been instructive between the Mueller report and the rise of anti-Semitism, the rise of people like AOC, um, essentially underqualified, intellectually incapable of handling the job of being Congress people, making huge spectacles of themselves. That is overshadowing most of the Democrats' field. 
Right. Mueller report didn't work out. Bernie's your top guy. Biden may not get in. And the rest of the your field, only time they can get into the news cycle ahead of AOC and Omar and Tlaib is if they do like a Swalwell and say something impossibly stupid. That's your real problem right there. Yep. And uh, with the Mueller report coming out and just landing on them like an anvil. Um, disaster all around. Kids, uh, it, this has been a lot of fun. We have been here for a minute. And we are, we're so not sorry. Uh, here right. at the last, no, this is fun. Last pod on the right. Uh, if you want to check us out on our website, laststopontheright.com. I am Ben Crystal. Oh, I'm Mike Abel. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah. No. You want to check? No, I'm Bill Clinton. <laughs> I'm Bill Clinton. I want you to know um, that uh, we've had a lot of fun. Check us out on the website. Thanks to everybody from KLRN Radio for. Right. Thank you, folks. We out. All right. See you.